Hello and welcome to the Way UK podcast. My name is Jesse Felly and I'm a part of the Way team. You may have seen some of our videos on Instagram or TikTok. If you've come over from there, thank you for checking us out. And if you don't know who we are, we're basically uh, a group of friends that decided to make some YouTube videos a few years ago and it ended up forming into a social channel that tries to break down preconceptions around the Christian faith. We talk about things that matter, we talk to non-Christians on the street to asking about their perspectives on Christianity, uh, we do lots of vlogs and conversations around big life topics but ultimately we just want to share the Christian faith in a non-cringy way and encourage and disciple Christians, helping them grow in their faith. But this podcast, it's a bit of an experiment. Over Christmas, we asked our Instagram what you guys wanted to see in the new year and everyone responded with a podcast. So here it is. Um, But yeah, for the next six weeks or so, we're going to be exploring the topic of failure and calling. This will be over Lent and we've called this series Failing Forwards. Our first guests are a couple called Dan and Charlie Blythe alongside my wonderful co-host Xenia and we're going to be discussing failure and relationships. So here we go. My name's Xenia, I'm joined with Jesse, and we're joined by two amazing guests. Do you want to introduce yourselves? Sure, I'm Dan Blythe. And I'm Charlie Blythe. Surnames and all. We need, we need to do <laughs> just put my whole thing in there. What do you guys do for work? What does mm. your day to day look like? Yeah, what up to you? I work for um, Alpha International. I'm the youth director, so pretty much my job is just to travel the world, listen to different youth pastors, and create content and culture which will help young people bring the big questions of life into a safe space for conversation. And I work for a charity called A21. We're a global anti-human trafficking organisation. So we work with victims of human trafficking and modern slavery. Yeah, love it. Wow. How long have you guys been married for? Married for, <clears throat> married for 12 years. 12 years. Ooh. 12 long wow. years. So we met at a festival. Uh, I saw Charlie from across the room. She was like lighting up the room. And uh, I turned Fine. to my mate <clears throat> and uh, I said, oh, I might go and chat to that girl over there. And he's taller than me, better looking than me, stronger than me. And he said, oh, no, I might go and have a look. I said, no, nah, <laughs> You're no, like, no, hold no. up. <laughs> Excuse me. And so I just, I just walked over to her. And I'm, I'm not that sort of guy. I'm quite an introvert. And um, I noticed she was wearing some jeans, which was like a very like unique brand, which you can't get many places, only in Australia. So I said, are, are they Subi jeans from Australia? And she goes, yeah, they are. I'm like, cool. And then, and then, and then that was it. That was my first line. We've got a bit of a quirky question just oh, yeah. to, you know, break the ice a bit. Um, but we wanted to ask, what is the most embarrassing thing that has happened to you when you were a teenager? Oh, mm. So I... Um, like growing up, David Beckham was my role model. <laughs> I had like all of his haircuts, um, even like the Great. the braids, <laughs> even even the braids just was like Come the on. worst worst look. So that was embarrassing in itself. But I think there was a moment. Do you remember the braids? So we're talking like, yeah, you know, like that. He had that. Yeah, I know. Can you imagine that? Right, what a look. Don't you dwell on it. Let's just <laughs> no, move, let's move dwell on, on it. No, there's photo. Come <laughs> on now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one time I dyed my hair brown, and um, no one told me how to use hair dye. So no one told me that you put it in and then you wash it out. Yeah. So I just put it in and then left it in. And then I went to school the next day and obviously it's, it's England, so it just poured down with rain and literally like this mud my face. <laughs> I was like in some horror movie, just like oh, brown, just rolling down my whole face, oh, no. uniform, like people were like staring at me as I'm walking to school, like what is wrong with you? I don't, I don't feel like I've got any, that, that's really embarrassing. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I've got any that embarrassing. The only one that comes to mind, when I was 18, I was trying to sort my finances out with this financial advisor guy and he asked me the question, are you on the electoral roll? 
and I just don't know what that even is at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I've been playing electricity in this flat for a year. <laughs> and he's just like looking at me. He's like, no, no, the, the electric roll, like, do you vote? And you're like, oh, yeah. right, okay. <laughs> it was just the most embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like if that's the most embarrassing story you've ever had, that's pretty good. No, it's, and I guess from all these stories, we all learned something, in it? It's like you now 100%. know not to put fresh dye <laughs> yeah, in, 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 yeah. but the, the whole series is called failing forwards mm-hmm. this, this next month and it's about how actually we are bound to fail but we can learn from it so what's a failure that you guys might have had but actually you've you've learned from um yeah okay so when i was 18 um i started sort of in a role where i was speaking publicly i've always had a fear of public speaking like i don't know why i do it but i, I have and um I remember there was one time I was speaking in front of 2,000 people at the Dominion Theatre in London and it was like a a special Sunday so like there was a lot of pressure on it and uh, for me the pressure just got to me and I had a mind blank and I just totally forgot what I was going to be saying I didn't have any notes for me and so I just had a mind blank I'm like Sorry, I don't know what I'm saying or what I'm doing. See, like, I just had to walk off stage oh. in front of everybody. I was absolutely crushed. Like, I mean, you were crushed for me. Yeah, it was, it was it, horrible it to was, watch. It yeah. was a big yeah. fail. It was a big fail. Um, uh, the sort of fail where you're like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. But um, just I came off the platform and there was a couple of people around me. They're like, no, no, you, uh, you're, you're called to do this. You're meant to be doing this. Yeah. And uh, so don't give up. And they just said, you got to get up in the next service. Like they made me. There was like no option to give up. Wow. And um, so I just remember like, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. So I remember just praying. And mm. since that day, it was a failure, which has caused me to never really rely on my own strength, but always like trust God in mm. like who he is and what he has called me to do. And every time I speak in front of anyone, and whether it's like 10 people or 10,000 people, people um like for me i just know like it's not about um succeeding or failing if that makes sense like Mm. even if i do get a mind blank in the future it doesn't really matter like i'm not there to impress people i'm just there to like do what i feel god's called me to do so i'm gonna keep doing it yeah i mean that's quite a defining event isn't it yeah it was a a public public fail which is always (laughs) hard Mm. is it more private yeah i would probably say mine are like private fails in my teenage years i suffered really badly with like worry and anxiety so I mean, if we were talking about failures, I massively failed in managing to control my worry, mm. my anxiety, and my fear levels. So I'd probably say it was more like an internal, ongoing, what I felt as like a failure. I, I mm. couldn't, um, yeah, I, I missed out on a lot of things um, yeah. because of my worry, because of my anxiety. Um, but over the years, and obviously when I look back on that, you know, um, for me, it was learning how to trust in God. It was learning um, how to control my thoughts. So maybe that's mm. the area that I failed in. I couldn't control my thoughts when I was younger in regards to the thought patterns, all that sort of stuff. Out of that, what it's taught me is obviously to trust in God. Whenever I do yeah. get the odd mm. fearful thought that comes my way, I sort of like have to take control of that, like make sure I know what to do with that, mm. who to go to with that, right. that sort of thing. I think both of these examples are really interesting because with anxiety, right, it's the fear of not doing it. So you haven't done it yet. But then when you've done something and you fail within that, like how do you navigate it? So it's like you're mm. going to face failure anyway. You can't prevent it. Mm. You can't You can't prevent failure. That's an, an inevitable fact that we'll all go through. But like how do you not become defined by your failure? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think whenever I do worry, it's always because I'm thinking about 
the future or I'm thinking about the past. And what happens is when you always focus on the future or the past, you miss the peace in the present and making mm. the most of the present. So we've all got this unique ability where you can't think two things at, at once. You mm. can only have one thought at one time. You might wow. go in between lots of thoughts, but you can still think one thing at one time. And so it's really wow. like, where are you, you going to focus your thoughts? And I think it is this learning and training your mind. This is what I've done. This is not who I am. But I think that's like a something that you have to train your mind to do and it, yeah. you'll naturally go there by default because I mm. think that's just our human nature to try and define ourselves by our weaknesses and by our failures and all that sort of thing but it's training your mind okay no this is what's happened this is maybe what I've done this is not who I am you know there's a quote which says don't let successes go to your head or failures go to your heart and I think wow. in the same way our failures shouldn't define us neither should our successes ultimately mm. uh, so if you manage to live in that place I think it's like it's a really healthy place to be wow Guys, it seems as though you met and then two years later you said you got married, which is amazing. That's amazing. It feels like nowadays there's generally a theme of just discernment, mm -hmm. like figuring out timing, figuring out who. There's so much pressure on it. It's like, what, what's some advice for that? Uh, I think to starters, uh, I don't believe in like there's love at first sight. Um, Disney will say there is, but I... Other than when you said you saw Charlie from across <laughs> the room. I would, like say, I would say that was like, that was like at first sight. There's always like at first sight, and there's even lust at first sight, but there's, there's not love. So uh, for me, I believe love is 1 Corinthians 13, which is a biblical definition of it. Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not boast, does not dishonor others, is not self-seeking, is not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Always trusts, always hopes, always protects, always perseveres. Love never fails, mm -hmm. right? So that's what I believe love is. Yeah. So it's not, to me, it's not a feeling. Uh, it's not a trend. It's That's what love is. Wow. And there's no way I could have built that with Charlie or seen if she had those qualities from a distance. The yeah. only way is through uh, a friendship. Mm. And so for me, like I think my number one relationship advice is just like, don't look to date someone or start a romantic relationship. Just look to build uh, a really good friendship first. Because wow. through the friendship, you'll actually find out what they're like. Yeah. What do you think, Charlie? I mean, off the, off the back of that, I think um, when, you, when you're talking about Christian dating and what the world looks like now in the, in the dating scene, you know, a lot of it's online. Yeah. And you've got a lot of apps and stuff like that, and which is all great. I've got friends that have met great people online and stuff. But I think it's just... Uh, it all comes down to as well like communication and so that that's built obviously through friendship it doesn't matter what relationship you're in does it it doesn't matter if it's a friendship or um a romantic relationship like communication is key and so i think yeah another thing i would just say when it comes to that is like i don't i don't believe personally you can build a friendship or relationship through whatsapp or instagram mm. or tiktok i'm getting more words it's a minty social media platform <laughs> i don't i can't remember the, the stats but it's like what 45 percent is of communication is body language 50 percent wow. is tone of voice and then five percent is words and that wow. can only be built through physical face-to-face -face right. yeah. communication there's so many preconceptions of dating and it, almost everyone's is different sometimes you do just gotta as you said like get to know someone and see if they are compatible to figure out oh they're not and that's almost can be labeled as a failure itself yeah yeah there's probably going to be people who are watching this who've done the dating around and people who haven't and both of them are going to be feeling oh i failed at that because nothing's been fruitful it's like both sides there's no there's no winner at this given point yeah but how do what kind of advice could you give to people who are just trying it out and seeing it and feeling like a failure. How can you encourage us as the way, as Gen Z? Well, a lot of failure um, or idea of failure comes from the time zones that uh, the world puts on us. 
they say you need to be like you know engaged by this age married by this age have kids by this age you know and it's like there's all these like age time zones that everyone says but when you think like Milan is an hour ahead of London but that doesn't make London slow if you're 35 years old and you're a professional footballer you're considered old but if you're 35 years old and you're an MP you're considered young mm. Barack Obama was 55 when he became um, president uh, Donald Trump was like 75 the point I'm trying to make is there's always going to be people in front of you and there's always going to be people ahead of you but if you want to live a really healthy life in your relationships you don't compare yourself or compete with anyone else but just mm. enjoy spending time with the people in your world mm, be proactive and keep meeting new people as much mm. as you can don't stay you know locked away in your house thinking that you know the person in your dreams is going to like knock on the door <laughs> out of nowhere like here I am like, it doesn't happen like that you need to go into spaces where you're going to meet mm. people be proactive and then ultimately yeah just enjoy relationships being built in your own time and don't let anyone else put a time on you yeah I'd say exactly the same thing like let them be organic Um, you know you don't want to force things Um, you don't want to force time time frames that's like you were saying like nothing works when you're trying to do something just because you feel like there's a time camp on it or I do think it's important to get around um, different different people like you know put yourself um Go out with your friends. Make sure you are like meeting people in different environments. Obviously, safe environments. When I say that, um, and then just let things happen organically. Like, yeah. Don't feel pressure on yourself to find someone and the right one. And just, yeah. just and there is no, things. there is no one, is there? Yeah, like I, I don't think so personally. Sometimes, sometimes people say you got to find the one, but like. Charlie and me would be compatible with many people and in fact if I died today like I'd hope she'd remarry and find someone to raise our boys um, but um, you can choose one person really well you know and that's mm. the whole thing wow. that takes time I'd say the other thing that's hard like today is like you know it, relationships are built predominantly off friendships right and friendships take time to build and I know in today's culture you know if someone's seen to be having coffee with everyone you know they're a player you know they're playing the field or whatever and so I think that I think that's one of the challenges today is how do you get to know people I hear a lot of like oh he's such a player you know he's gone out there and he's met with 10 girls or she's you know been stringing him along but just remembering things take time to build and um, I I hate that sometimes because when I have the conversation I'm like oh you know tell me about that why why do you think they're playing the field? And it's like, oh, well, you know, he was meeting with her for six months and now he's decided that he doesn't want to be with her. Well, um, it might be that after spending time together, they've actually just both come to the conclusion that they're not compatible and rather find that out earlier rather than later down the line. So you know how in the Bible it talks about like, being unequally yoked and a lot of Christians that's what you hear in dating like you can't be unequally yoked you can't be unequally yoked but like as you grow over time and you grow with somebody you change your likes and your dislikes will evolve but how do you manage the differences and growth in a relationship over time yeah so if, if anyone's listening and they're not familiar with that scripture where it's talking about being equally yoked so the yoke was the teaching that they'd have from their like rabbi back in the day or their teacher and uh, so Jesus said like my yoke is easy my burden is like what he's saying is my, my teaching is not like a heavy burden on you so a yoke was also like the visual that the the writer was saying like these cows would like pull these like things for the harvest and the yoke was like this heavy thing that would mm. go on their back so so, mm. the, so the yoke was like this thing that is carried and, and what Jesus is saying is like the teaching uh, the yoke is meant to be light it's not meant to be a heavy burden on us it's meant to mm. give us freedom and so when it says be equally yoked it's saying if you've got someone who doesn't have that same like teaching and understanding of life then pretty much um, you're not going to be able to 
move together sort of in the, in the same mm. same pace and That's so good. for me and charlie we've always had different uh worldviews on different things in life mm. but we've always had the same biblical understanding of the bible and if there's anything that we've got a disagreement on we always just read it together spend some time waiting on the holy spirit to get that discernment together but ultimately like i think you know the teachings of, of jesus especially in the new testament like are, are really like clear mm. like, what he was about he's about life to the full he's about freedom grace and love and i think those values um his his yoke that teaching for us is like the most important thing that we want to live by in our life because we've seen the blessing of it in our own life and we've seen the blessing of it on our friends and our family mm. so loads of outer stuff sure we can disagree on but the inner stuff the, the teaching of Jesus the core, is values. What, the core values is what we definitely agree on and mm. I think yeah. that's why we've been we've been able to get through differences because that one thing stays the same mm. yeah that's yeah fun. I would just say I echo totally what Dan said like if your core values your core beliefs don't align it'd be very hard to have a healthy relationship right mm. so like dan's saying like you might like pineapple i might not like pineapple that's not really going to affect our relationship or the direction we're heading or because that's actually a proper analogy like you won't let me have pineapple and pizza where i grew up in <laughs> hawaiian that was my pizza <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> yeah gross I, I'm, to be fair i'm for hawaiian yeah, it's so gross. You should just not I be just, having fruit on pizza, guys. Hey. I don't know how Grim. I feel about it personally. I'm not really sure how no. I feel about <laughs> have you tried pineapple it? on pizza. I don't. Don't want try. To. It. You haven't tried. I don't have you really want it? to. So you're no, judging. I actually oh just, no, I actually just, I actually just pull it. off the pineapple and uh. then we just eat that. It's because it's with ham, isn't it? Yeah, it just feels yes. like you guys are judging without trying, and that doesn't feel fair. No, I just know that fruit isn't meant to be on hot things. Well, I just think Jesus's yoke. Is wow. light and you're <laughs> judging and not acting like Jesus right now. So. Anyway, yeah, I think like that's not going to make a significant difference in our relationship, even though it might seem like it is having a significant. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. We're all good. No, it's not. No, no. I, just have to, I, I just eat pizza Hawaiian on my own. Don't but know. yeah, I think mm. those sort of things—they're not going to affect your relationship. Where are the bigger things, your beliefs, your core value systems, the things that actually direct your life and the course that you're going to take. Yeah. Um, those things do need to align if you want a healthy relationship, healthy marriage, whatever that looks like. Mm. But if I can just add one thing. So a lot of my friends who did get married, who are not married now, one of the things that they went for wasn't like making sure that the character and core values were the same, like the, the yoke and the teaching that they were living by was the same. They went for uh, looks over character. They went for mm. charisma over like um, what they wanted to do with their lives. And because... Mm because they, they went with those things five years, 10 years down the track, the relationships didn't work. And right. so I think, wow. you know, it's not like you want to go on the first date and say, tell me, you know, <laughs> what the principles and values that you live your life by. Mm. Mm. But again, if you're building that friendship and like finding out what those things are, it's obviously going to be like a central part of marriage. Yeah. No, that's, that's great, good. isn't it? That's wonderful. That is good. And I think like, um, I, I remember I was watching something the other day and the guy said that... Um, People don't get into well. People don't get into relationships and be like, "Oh, we're gonna stay together because of the love." But love is like the fuel that drives the work in the right. relationship. Like relationships are about work. Every day you find out something new about each other. But because you have that love, it fuels you wanting to do that. But that's what you described in one Corinthians. Yeah, 13. yeah, yeah. Literally. It's like love is patient. Love is kind. Mm. It's yeah. things that you don't find out until you do. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And so we talked about some like when there's moral differences around teaching and being yoked that way and pineapple, all that sort of stuff. But what are some red flags in your Ooh. book? I mean, I think there's there's loads of red flags. The thing is, it's like, 
finding the green flags is like where the hard work is, you know, because, <laughs> you know, when, when you're with somebody and, um, you, you know, like it says birds of feather flock together, like attracts like. Um, and so I think sometimes like you, you got to look at your circle around you and see the sort of people that you're attracting. And, um, you know, naturally like kind people do attract kind people right. and narcissistic people yeah, sometimes well i mean narcissists don't really like hanging out with anyone but themselves sometimes <laughs> or people that were seven but i mean i guess i guess the point that I'm, I'm trying to make is like um you know early early warning signs is that there's there's no compromise um there's no forgiveness it's my way or the highway there's a, a oh. power and control dynamic where it's like one like serves the other wow. but you're looking for like a, a a friendship where there's um equality where there's respect for one another and when one person ma makes a mistake like mm. i said in, in love it says love keeps no record of wrongs which mm. means wow. love forgives and ultimately if you can't forgive someone for the little things you're not going to be able to forgive them mm. for the big things wow. so i'd look for those yeah, yeah. that's amazing you want some superficial ones? Come on. Surface ones. Get, drop them. Listen, if they're not on time all the time, <laughs> I ain't got time. Um, really? I don't like, like, I couldn't be with someone that was late all the time. Right. So that's drive a, me insane. But that's like a, a red flag for you. That wouldn't be a red yeah, flag for Yeah, I'm talking about fun, fun surface level ones. Right, you okay, were just yeah. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, I don't cool. think everyone cares about pineapple on pizza. Well, <laughs> what, what, what are the red flags? Tea drinkers. Right. Tea drinkers. Yeah. Oh, okay. So mm. this is the Charlie Blythe red flags. Um, wait, mm. I'm a, I love tea. I feel attacked. You've just yeah, but you've switched to coffee. You've yeah. just eliminated every British person and Nigerian <laughs> yeah, person yeah. in one swim. Yeah. I'm a British person. I don't drink tea. <laughs> I never knew that about tea. Yeah. Wow. Learn something Learn new in your marriage day. every yeah. day. There you amazing. go. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank oh, you, thank you for having We've us. loved it. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a, good. It's been a real privilege, hasn't it, Honestly, Senya, to have you guys on and hear your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So much wisdom. But um, guys, do make sure that you subscribe. We've got some interesting stuff coming up the next couple of weeks. So yeah, do tune in and we'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>